You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. So let's talk about how to improve your life, how to improve your relationship. Welcome to the Save the Marriage Podcast. I am Lee Bauckham, and we are here working and focusing on saving your relationship. And what I've been doing lately is answering questions uh, from people. And so today I'm going to answer, initial is D. I'm not going to give the full name, but his initial is D. Uh, So let's listen in on that question. As I go through the process of practicing the four C's, is there typically an aha moment where the spouse who is doubting the relationship suddenly realizes they want to stay and announces it? Or is it more a subtle shift in their behaviors that occur and the connection just grows back and both spouses know that things are, I don't know, better? All right, great question, D. Um, so first of all, let's do a little bit of digging in on the question. It's talking about the four C's. And so sometimes I try to complicate things or I try to simplify things, but it ends up being a little more complicated. So I have the four C's and then I have the three C's. And more lately, I've been using three P's of assessment. Uh, Three P's of assessment is uh, where I started talking about how do you think about these other process pieces along the way that I just finally shared. I've been using it for years, but I finally shared that with my VIP members. And uh, so today, though, the focus is on these four C's. So let's delineate. There are the three C's of saving your marriage, which are to connect with your spouse, change yourself, create a new path. This is what I talked about uh, very explicitly in my book, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps, but it's also the background uh, to what I talked about in my Save the Marriage system. Now, the four C's are very related. It's how you carry out those pieces. So how do you carry out the connection? How do you carry out changing yourself? How do you carry out creating a new path, right? The four C's, let's just kind of highlight what they are. Four C's of being calm, constant, consistent, and courageous. Calm, constant, consistent, courageous. You have to be calm, right? And and that means you really actually work on being calm by your outlook, but also how you present yourself as calm. So how do you change your outlook? Well, one of the things that I uh, want people to understand is that really no matter what happens in your relationship, you need to have a real a clarity that you'll be okay, that you're going to be okay through this process. So that's a, kind of a decision. I'll be okay through this. I'll get through this. The other is to actually use some of my strategies that I've talked about on Thrivology podcast and other places about actually how to find calm, how to calm yourself down so that you you actually are calm. You're not just kind of pretending, but That is an important piece because when you're agitated, when you're fearful, when you're, uh, you know, in in another state, it comes across as pressure. It comes across in ways that you don't want in your actions, where it feels to your spouse like there's desperation or uh, there's anger or lots of other emotions that just really don't further connection, right? So it's important to have that calm. Now, constant and consistent Um, are related, but they're very different. So constant means that you don't do something, you know, like this week and then fail to do it for three or four more weeks, right? Or you you try something now and then you you don't 
try again. You, you, constant means that you're not every moment of every day trying to do something, but you are on a very regular basis working on building the connection of changing yourself, creating a new path, right? So that's a, a piece. It needs to be something that you're actually working on. Remember, you've probably gotten out of the habit of working on your relationship. That's why it's in trouble. And since you've gotten out of the habit, part of what we're working on is building these new habits in of how to be a kind of constant in what you're working on. Now, consistent, well, that's a little bit more subtle. Because when I'm talking about consistent, what I'm meaning is that there, there are lots of approaches out there that will tell you you can save your relationship. And they are not consistent with each other. In other words, you can't just, it's not like, you know, any puzzle piece will fit. Sometimes people will tell me that they'll do anything to save their marriage. They've been reading this, they've done this, they're taking this program, they're reading this book, and they're putting it all together as an amalgamation, right? Just kind of putting it together and thinking it's all going to fit. For instance, my process is based on a theory about connection. And that theory about connection, which has been proven in many experiments and, and, and many different scenarios um, ends up being one of the more defining factors of human psychology. And so I work from that angle. I don't work on a place of manipulation. I don't work on a place of, of you know trying to use reverse psychology, for instance, or trying to do a what they've called the no contact rule where you just like... I'm going to make them jealous, right? And the problem is sometimes people think that just because it, that somebody says, oh, this is how to save your relationship, that it somehow is going to fit together. For instance, I've had people who have used my program and they're making good progress in rebuilding the connection. Then they'll say, oh, now it's time to do that no contact thing, right? They've reestablished what's broken in the relationship only to turn around and break it again. What's broken in a relationship? Connection. Connection is the lifeblood of any relationship, but vitally important to a marriage relationship. And so, you know, they've been doing all the, the things to, that I've talked about to restore that connection. They're, they're approaching it from the three different levels of connection, of physical, emotional, and spiritual connection. And, and so they've got these pieces that are beginning to fit together. It's like when you're putting together a jigsaw puzzle and you, 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 you go on, oh, this piece goes with it. Oh, and, and you can begin to see the shape come out, right? So they're beginning to get that connection back. And then they say, oh, I've read about this no contact rule. I've heard about it. So now I'm going to do that. And so they break what they just fixed. So what often happens in those cases is I then hear from them a little later on, a little more than a month later, and everything has gone downhill. And, and so they'll ask me, you know, what happened? I, I was using this approach, and what happened is they used an approach that is manipulative at the very minimum and fails. Uh, and, and yet, you know, they heard that that was how you save your marriage, by making them jealous, right? So, you know, you, you go on, you kind of ghost them to use a, a you know, a kind of a term from uh, dating where you, you don't have any contact. You don't call them, you don't text them, you don't respond to anything, you just no contact. 
and it's supposed to make them jealous. Now, in reality, some people tell me that, you know, what fooled them was they really felt better during that no contact rules because they didn't have to think about anything. They didn't have to worry about anything. There's no pressure to figure out what to say, what to do, how to act, any of that. It was all off, except for you don't have any contact. So it felt good, but it did nothing to restore the underlying problem, the one that they had been addressing before. So they're inconsistent. Now, there are lots of ways you can be inconsistent if you don't step back and go, is this fitting into what I am believing, what I'm thinking? And a lot of times I'll say to people, you know, if you don't buy this whole thing that it's about connection, if you don't buy that that's what this is about, then go find something that makes sense to you. And, uh, and unfortunately, many times I hear from them later on, but you know, that is an option to go find something that internally makes more sense to you, but you've got to do something that is consistent with each other, that your actions need to be consistent. Otherwise you're leading to confusion. So I've used these words, a lot of C's, right? You got to be consistent. Otherwise you create confusion rather than connection. And what we're aiming for in my program and my approach is that connection. Now, there is another C that I added. Uh, I'd been talking about those three C's for years. And uh, a client kind of said, I think there's a fourth C of courage. And that person is right. Because none of those first three C's matter unless you're taking action. And in these moments, it can be scary actions, right? Something that makes you uncomfortable, something that makes you stretch, something that is outside of your comfort zone right now, which is anything new, right? Just a little reminder here, anything we haven't done before, anywhere you haven't been before, any um, thing you've tried new, right? If you pick up a new hobby or something, it's going to feel uncomfortable for a little bit. First time I went to jujitsu, it felt, well, first many times I went to jujitsu, it felt very uncomfortable because I didn't even know how the class was going to go or, you know, I couldn't make my arms and legs and back and and body do the things it was supposed to do because it it hadn't done that. I didn't have any muscle memory. Now I'm doing the same thing with pickleball, a little pickleball to start a new little thing. And sure enough, same thing back to zero, right? And so it's uncomfortable. And I could either go, I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable. And then I'll miss out on the opportunities or I can go, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. But courage is when you step into the discomfort. Courage is when you do the things that are uncomfortable that you know need to be done. Because that's getting through your fear. We have this, I think, kind of a, a tendency in our culture to avoid things that make us feel fearful or uncomfortable. And it's the same thing. Fear and uncomfort, discomfort, it's the same thing. And since we avoid that, whenever we get something coming at us that feels uncomfortable, we revert away from it to a point of comfort. And rarely do we grow in our zone of comfort. We grow in the places that stretch us into our zone of discomfort. It's got to be uncomfortable a little bit, some of the time, to get us to do anything. If you want to build your bicep up, what do you do? You make it uncomfortable, right? You challenge it. You make it pick up things heavier than it's used to. So it adapts to that. And that's what's going to happen in your process. You adapt to these challenges along the way and you get better at them. So that fourth C is being courageous. Courage is taking action in the face of discomfort or fear in in my mind. And, And so that's the fourth C. 
So the question of today is, is there a moment when suddenly it all just kind of clicks in for your spouse, right? And, and suddenly everything turns around. Or is it one of those slow little shifts where maybe their behavior or their attitude or their connection begins to grow back? And the answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this in other places, but the reality is there are times when it really does just kind of all click back together. And then there are times when, you know, there are subtle shifts along the way and all of a sudden you realize that things feel more comfortable, that the connection is growing, that you're relating to each other differently, making decisions differently, and treating each other differently. It can happen either way. And, and part of the reason I think it's important us to, for us to talk about that again is because many times our expectations of how it's supposed to go is what actually gets us into trouble. It should be a sudden turnaround, and it doesn't. Or you think, okay, this is going to stretch out for years, and it suddenly turns around, right? And either one can surprise you. And so what you've got to do is manage kind of how you expect it to be and, and more lean into the way it is. This is the way it is. So what are my challenges? Either one of those can be the case. The danger is deciding that one is the right way. So let me, let me give kind of a, just use a real life action-y kind of thing that happens. I want you to think of how you got to this trouble. Was it all of a sudden? And if it was all of a sudden, was it really? Or was it a gradual decline over time that left multiple people feeling hurt? And in this case, particularly two people feeling hurt. More and more hurt over time. See, here's the thing. Sometimes it looks like it was sudden, right? On the front side, it looks like the crisis just suddenly erupted. But if you step back you may begin to notice that the, the, the pieces, the sequence that got you to here have been there for a long time. It was just that they weren't at a crisis point yet. So sometimes, you know, you can find yourself uh, on a, a uh, dangerous track, but you don't see it until you get to the edge of the cliff, right? It doesn't mean you weren't on a dangerous track all along. You just didn't notice it. And so even when, if you were to say to me, oh no, this, you know, our, our relationship got in trouble, just, it just like all of a sudden, it was an aha all of a sudden, I would ask, was it really? Because that's rarely the case. For instance, I was talking with someone earlier today that was telling me about how everything had been fine until they found out about the affair. And then all of a sudden everything was upside down. Everything had not been fine. They just didn't notice it. The trouble was already embedded. They just didn't notice it. And once they noticed it, then they knew they were in trouble, right? That was the aha moment. But it had been happening subtly over time, getting them closer and closer to the edge. And sometimes that's more what you're aware of the whole time well we just haven't been clicking and we're clicking less and less and we're fighting more and more and we're disagreeing more and more and all these pieces of the puzzle begin to show this decline that seems like it's a gradual decline 
So whether you see it as a sudden turnaround for the worst or a decline for the worst, the same can be said on the other side. Even if there is an aha moment, many times it's because you've been building uh, piece after piece in there, right? One of the things that, that I've heard many people talk about in the entertainment um, industry is the overnight success that's been doing this work for you know, 20, 30 years, right? It's the same kind of thing. Suddenly it gains ground and it can feel like a sudden turnaround, but in reality, the work has been being done for a long time and has been building the base for a long time. And so the final shift is just that. It's just a final shift. It's not actually a sudden turnaround. So to answer the question, it can be either way. And in reality, it doesn't matter. The real task is doing the work, doing the four C's, following the four C's as you're accomplishing the three C's of connection, change, create a new path. Now, if I've been speaking gibberish this whole time and you don't understand what these uh, the four C's, the three C's, the three P's are, you might want to step into my VIP program if you've already got my system because that tells me that you, know, you might need some more tools in there. And if you haven't even started that journey, now's the time to grab the system, the Save the Marriage system. And I'll tell you right now, Save the Marriage system comes with a free week of VIP that, and I want to be clear about this, you can only get when you're getting the system. It's the only time I offer it. I, I mean, if one of the things I, I, it is absolutely true for me is I try to be a person of my word. And so as you're going through the process, I'm going to say, hey, there is this program. You can get a free week of it. Here's how you have to sign up. And you have two choices. You can either sign up or decline it by clicking a, a link that says that you understand that this is the only time I'm offering it. Because it is. So the time that you qualify for that is that free week is when you're getting the system. Other than that, you do not. That you can find uh, the starting point for that is at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. That's where you grab the system. And if you do it now while we have room, uh, my coaches will also uh, give you a get started session, kind of a mini session, coaching session, to make sure that you're getting started on the, the best footing you can. Uh, that's also, you can find that on your download page after you grab the system to go to your download page and hit the big button that, that is where you get your coaching and you give us some information, we'll match you up and you can take advantage of that. It all starts though at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.